Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Well, hello there. Hair's back in the neighborhood, so she'll want to stop by to speak to the people in the area on Shootout. This is Hair Tubman. I'm being channeled by one of yours truly, by Omeyinka's The Ministry. I thought I'd come through here. I found out that this young lady, her family also lived in Pennsylvania. So listen to her while she talk a little while. She come to this town to speak to you. Now here's Omi Inka, Sherelle Garth. I'm going to be channeling for Mrs. Harriet Tubman. This is a series of a one-woman show that I've been doing, and I'd like to do the channeling for you at this particular time. Harriet Tubman is one of my favorites, also known as Miss Armita Ross, and sometimes called Minty as an affectionate name from her loved ones. I'll be talking to you about Miss Harriet Tubman and how I came to know her. As a history teacher, she became very, very much my favorite, and I enjoyed talking about her. And I even had earned the name Moses, exemplifying that I had characteristics like Harriet Tubman, somewhat of a leadership and a nurturing role. So I'm going to get into my character. If you will just help me out by calling in, asking questions if you like, because I'll be getting into the satire of the dialect and the language of Miss Harriet Tubman, and I will be bringing to you a segment on this show entitled Bound for the Promised Land. As you know, Harriet was an abolitioner, and she was a freedom rider, and she freed many slaves, over 300 slaves. She claimed she could have actually freed many more had they knew they were in slavery. Now, I've been speaking all over Blog Talk. This is not my first time speaking and channeling from Mrs. Tubman. As a matter of fact, I was due to go out and to channel and speak through me to talk for her in a, with a group of elderly seniors. And I plan to do that because they need to hear Harriet's st- story. They need to understand what she struggled through because Harriet's home is still there in Albany, Georgia, and they still honor the Harriet Tubman Day uh, for the date of March 11th. They just celebrated her date her special day that's been set aside, I'm sure she comes to visit that area frequently because it is where her home is still resting. Now let me tell you a little bit about Harriet. 
Harriet was born a slave to her mother and father, her father Benjamin Ross, and her mother, who was also known as um, Mrs. Ross as well. But Harriet's mother and father, they were not free. Harriet took her mother's name, Harriet. Originally, she had a different name than Harriet. And Harriet mother get Harriet mother had eleven over I think she had over eleven children, and Harriet well from what I understand there's mixed emotions about that so I won't tell you how many children because some places it read nine and other places it read eleven so we'll cover that when we get factual information. Now she lived in the county of Dorchester County in Maryland, and Harriet Tubman was born into a family where she had to take care of the babies like a nursing maid. And Harriet was very young then, around 11 or 14 years old, nursing a child. However, Harriet had to keep that baby quiet, and Harriet had to make sure she didn't scream and cry through the night, or she would get a licking for that. Harriet was not very pleased with this job that she had and was not pleased with the way they were treated at all. As a matter of fact, one evening, one of the young guys went out without asking and snuck out of the house, and when he came back, he was chastening. And the, and the actual uh, master asked Harriet, would she beat him or would she whip him for her? And she refused to. She refused to hold him or do anything to get involved. So the, the master got so angry that he slung something at her and hit her in the head with this two-by-four and it nearly knocked her out cold. Harriet started having those dizzy spells then, and Harriet started fainting more frequently. Now, I'll start my story from there, but of course you know Harriet had a life prior to that. But let me start with the topic of Bound for Freedom, or Bound for Freedom Land. I can't stay here no more. I can't stay here no more. No, no, no. I have been in a, 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 a seizure now for more than four days, and I just woke up. I won't be able to stay here, and 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 I got to go. Well, I guess that you're gonna have to run, then, aren't you, Harriet? I guess I am gonna run. I'm gonna run, Benjamin. I got to go because I cannot stay here anymore. So Harriet put in her spirit that she could not live there no more. Harriet made up her mind that she's going to run, and she didn't know where to go. All she knew is that she had to follow the North Star. So Harriet decided to run. I was going to run, she told her people, and if you want to go with me, you've got to meet me out near the hedges by the tree and the river. All she knew was to stay close to the drinking gourd, and that was always told to her. There was even a song that she made up on following the drinking gourd. Follow the drinking gourd. Follow the drinking gourd. Follow the drinking gourd. There's a old man coming, coming for to carry me home. 
she would sing that song. And there would be somebody waiting there to give her instructions of where to go. When Herod decided to run that night, she did not want to rally the people, but she asked her brothers to come with her and her husband, John. But John refused to go. He said, no, sir, I can't go. But John was a free man, and he refused to go. Herod said, John, would you come go with me? We must get our freedom together. John said, no, you go head on, Herod. I can't go. I can't wade the water. You go head on, Harriet. So Harriet went on with her brothers, and they got scared. They got scared as they got to the water, and they turned around and had a mind to go back home, and they left Harriet. And she went on to her freedom. She made it to Philadelphia and crossed the drinking gore and followed that North Star. Herod didn't stop there. Herod made several trips and many more trips that it got to be an urgency for someone to go hunting down Harriet. They even put bounty on Harriet's head because she could not be caught. It put Thousands of dollars of bounty on her head, but whoever could catch her dead or alive, Herod knew her life was in danger. But she had stopping points where everyone was instructed what to do to help Harriet. Even the so-called Quakers was helping her to go through her journey and her escape. She said, I was bound for freedom. I was bound for freedom. No matter what they do, I bound for freedom, and I will make it through. So she was determined. She was determined to make her trip, and she was bound for this here so-called freedom. Her mother and father worried about her, and they thought that she would never make it. But she believed in freedom. We who believe in freedom cannot rest. We who believe in freedom cannot rest. That which touches my heart passes on to others. If I could stand and stand for someone, we who believe in Freedom can I rest? That's the song she would sing. And Herod would go on through the wilderness, and she would make her way on. Now, I have a guest in the room here, and we're doing our show. And let me see what the guest has to say. Hello, guest. How are you? Can you hear me? Praise the Lord. <laughs> Who am I speaking to? My name is Pauletta. Yes, ma'am. I've just turned in. My name is Pauletta. I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. Baltimore, Maryland. Have you been on our show before, Pauletta? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I am just rehearsing my um, Bound for Freedom uh, one-woman show. I just did a show earlier today. And uh, every now and then, I like to come in here hoping that I can get somebody uh, riled up to talk about Harriet Tubman. Are you familiar with Harriet Tubman's life? 
Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And what do you think of her? Uh, thank God for her. She showed uh, women that we can be strong and independent, and we don't always have to have a man to back us up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, your voice sounds so familiar to me. You sound like a teacher that I had spoken to many months ago who was uh, re- uh, was uh, off on medical family leave, and I spoke with her. Your voice sounds so similar to her. You know, You wouldn't happen to be a teacher, would you? Praise the Lord. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Not at all. Okay. All right. I'm a new creature in Christ, and I'm just searching and keep uh, trying to find his knowledge. That is great. So you just came into the truth, huh? Yes, ma'am. All right. Where did you get baptized at? Uh, It's called uh, United in Christ. It's the Seventh-day Adventist uh, Church. Okay, that's that's beautiful. That's wonderful. Thank you. Wonderful. I'm I'm glad that you are coming into the knowledge, and I do see you growing. I see you growing and going from glory to glory. You know, we don't just stay put in one area. Uh, you know, we go from glory to glory. So I see that you are on a path, and that's a beautiful thing. Thank you. God bless you. I'm also trying to get back with the enemy stolen. I believe if you, God would have blessed me uh, at that particular time and moment, I would have been buying friendship instead of giving it to uh, people that are more worthy than others. Oh, so you, someone stole your friendship away from you? No, ma'am. I mean, in that when the enemy, I mean, not the enemy, uh, when uh, the Lord wanted to, to bless me financially, uh, I was disobedient and, I believe if I would have gotten it, then I would have been buying friendship with it instead of, uh, you know, doing God's work. I hear what you're saying. Let me welcome guest number three. Welcome guest number three. Can we uh, hear what your name is? Guest number three, would you like to speak? Well, we are in here having a conversation, just rallying over Miss uh, Marilyn's uh, success and her finding uh, the path with the Lord, and talking about what we could have, should have did, and it doesn't matter because God has a timely, uh, he, he knows us from the from, from birth, so he knows our beginning from our end, so you are timely, Miss Marilyn, whatever you're doing, because the Creator had already uh, ordained it, so whatever you went through, if it was bad, I'm sure that it helped to strengthen you if it didn't break you. So if you come out of a situation, you're going to come out stronger than you went in. So more than likely, you are going to have a successful uh, report to give because those who win souls, they win souls because they're wise enough to give their testimonies, and they're won by the blood of the Lamb. So your testimony is going to be needed, and that is why you have trials and triumphs, and all of us have those, so it will make us stronger so that when we go on to the next step, we can go from glory to glory. We're talking about Mrs. Harriet Tubman and her life. Now, we have a modern-day Harriet Tubman uh, play that I put on, and I talk to people about remembering that Harriet had to do whatever it was to survive, and some people don't know this, but she had to become a spy in the Army. She was in the 54th Regiment Army, and she had to become a spy, she was a nurse in the army, but she went on to do work of a spy. 
and the average African-American did not trust her because they felt that she was working for the government. They didn't even want to take her rations. Now, most people don't talk about that part of Harriet Tubman, but we must talk about that because some of us get stuck in roles that we are not very pleased with, and I'm sure Harriet did not want to become an FBI and find information that she can turn into the government. Now, one of the things that we look at is that Harriet's house is still standing there in Albany, Georgia, and they have actually made a holiday of Harriet Tubman's um, death, and I think that was March 11th when she passed, and uh, they celebrate that date every year for her celebration. And I think Mrs. Eleanor, De Rose, uh, Mrs. Eleanor Roosevelt also gave her a holiday, uh, if I'm not mistaken, and that holiday was in February. So this woman has been honored all over the place. And uh, no one knows about the fact that she fought with, uh, she served the uh, 54, the Colored Regiment 54, who were the uh, black soldiers in the Army. So she actually was with those 54, and she talked about them from time to time and how she was able to nurse them and to assist them while they was in the war. But she also was uh, a part of the regiment. So I'd like to know how you feel about women being in the Army and what what are some of the things you think that that uh, Harriet Tubman went through in order to free the slaves and how would we create a more modernized uh, Harriet Tubman today? Just anybody. I wish I would have had uh, been with you when you did your play because I know you would have been a, uh, a remarkable job because I know uh, what you have spoken of is true because I have read up on her. I was told here in Baltimore, Maryland, that there was a particular place that she used uh, for the Underground Railroad, but it's just sitting there. Unfortunately, uh, no one has took it upon themselves, the government or whomever or either agency, to make it known where people will know the history of her. I think it's a church. If I'm not mistaken, I think it's off of um, Martin Luther King Boulevard. I think that's what they call it now. And um, I think it was some type of history done there. But um, she set an example. I even tried to play her a couple of times when I was in college, um, tried to, you know, emulate her with the with the with uh, her clothing and uh, her hair with the, you know, the... Uh, turban that she wore, and um, she set a, a prime example. I was wondering where, if I may ask, do you know where she's buried at? Because I was trying to find out where she's buried. I think, if I'm not mistaken, it might be New York, uh, because Mrs. Eleanor Roosevelt uh, was giving a presentation back in February, and someone uh, notified me that every year in February she's recognized because she had worked with the nurses and training them how to use holistic health. So she was recognized for her nursing ability. And I was going to say to you that you might need to talk to your senator or your governor and ask them if that place could be given to you as public domain so you could take it and convert it over so you won't have to pay a note on it. And you hold women meetings there because, one of the things that I am in the process of doing is naming one of my particular academies 
after Harriet Tubman uh, and basically collecting documentation, literature, as well as uh, history about her and sort of have a, a library that will help women to better understand history. I was a history teacher, and one of the areas that we talked about were women in history, and Harriet Tubman was always looked at as a man, and they did not want to recognize her for her femininity. And now they're in the process of making a decision to put her face on one of the uh, currencies. They've already put her face on a stamp. Did you know that? <laughs> Man, I had no idea. I think that's a wonderful idea. And God bless your heart. Excuse me for my uh, manners. May I ask your name again? Uh, my name is um, my name is Priestess Ominka. I wow. have this is my ministry um, that I have. I do online uh, a couple of every now and then. I come on on Sundays and do the ministry so that uh, I can bring people in. I do have other uh, blog talk radio shows where I have a number of different topics. Where today I came on and I did a segment from. Uh, Harriet Tubman. However, mostly that is a show that works with the African-American family on all kinds of topics. We just opened up a school, uh, just finished um, the other night confirming our school. For those people who would like to attend school and get their certificate, we have a, uh, a free program. All you have to pay for is your certificate or your diploma, but the classes are self-paced and they're free. And uh, the the school is called Lilly Institute for Exceptional Education, uh, and uh, it's an academy that we offer online, and we just are starting to upload all of the classes. We have a street law program. Then we have a program for, um, it's called the uh, Home Economic-Related uh, Occupations, like anything in the area of um food and textile, child development, uh, dealing with uh, family child, uh, family um, education, uh, co-parenting resolution is where you can work in the court. So we have a number of courses we're getting ready to offer. And on my Facebook, if you go out to Facebook, you can pull up um, my Facebook out. Uh, uh, on Facebook, you can look me up and befriend me under uh, Sherelle. S-H-E-R-R-I-L-L, and um, when you go pull me up under that, then you can actually see the write-up of the of course. Praise God. What a beautiful woman you are. What a beautiful example you are of a woman. Thank God for folks well, like thank you. you. Because thank you so much. Yes, I honestly, I'm honestly saying that, not because we just on the phone, but yes, you are. My Lord, I wish it was a many of you, but I thank God for well, just you know, the one. The Lord is calling all of us, sister. You primarily have something unique that God wanted you for. That's why he pulled you into the ministry. Uh, a lot of people get it confused. They think it's about coming in and sitting on the bench, but there's so much work to do in the prison ministry, and there's so much work to do outside of our home where we can invite women into our home and a lot of women need to be nurtured back to health because they've been very much abused uh, psychologically and spiritually. And our ministry work is really outside of the church. And I am one to say that we've got to go outside of those walls and do some work. We cannot be sitting on those benches. Amen. 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 Amen
Praise God. Praise God. You belong on television. No, I don't belong on no TV. <laughs> I just been on the internet quite a while and um and that is the place that I usually love radio so I could go on there and share with others. Now, do you find that you have a gift that the Lord is going to use you in the church with? You know what? I don't have the slightest idea. I would be telling a fibber tale. I could not even begin to even understand. I'm trying to find out what that means. Well, let me let me say this to you, sister. Whatever you do, keep higher level learning in front of you. Don't ever let somebody tell you that all the knowledge is in one book. There's no way God would have been so stupid to hide all of these gifts in one book because everybody don't read the same book. He writes, he, he divides a, a share of his knowledge in all books. So when people say, oh, no, you're not supposed to read that, everything is in this book, then you know you're going to be limited. You won't ever find God that way. You open up yourself so that you can be able to go outside of that particular biblio and look in other places to find truths, because truths can be found in many different places. God bless your heart for you saying that. Thank you so very much. Because you're going to find everybody coming up to you. They're going to put you in bondage and try to put you back in the prison that you came out of and tell you you can't associate with this one. You can't go over here to that church. you got to only hang in with us. They'll make you into a cult, and then you begin to wonder, what have I joined? Because you're not free that way to learn and to help people from all walks of life. You just you just gave a third of my testimony. <laughs> <laughs> Were you a member of any other church before you joined this one? Um, I was going on the on the Saturday because they said it's in the Bible in Genesis, and that I wasn't keeping the commandments by me not coming on the Sabbath, but uh, another church was coming there, but they were coming on Sundays, and I could comprehend his teaching, so I started going on Sundays, and I've been getting them pretty much exactly what you were just speaking of. Right, they're beating, they're brow beating you because you, you're not doing it their way. Yeah, well, see, I look at it like this. You know that you are the living epistle. You are the church. And God cannot be contained in a book nor in anybody's vessel. So he's everywhere, and you're going to find God in everything and every person. So it is. he's not going to fuss over which building we go to as long as we keep our temple clean and that we allow him to dwell in us. Because all this nonsense about this building, this building, what did Jesus say? He said, you can tear down this temple and I will raise it up in three days. He wasn't talking about no building. He was talking about himself. So he never referred to nobody's church. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Praise the Lord. Wow. If if I made not too much to ask to take you from off your subject, can I get a little bit of your testimony? My testimony? Oh, yes, ma'am. I have many testimonies, many, many testimonies. Uh, I say that uh, uh, the one testimony I can give is that God allowed me to minister to people all over the world. I was in Germany ministering to all kinds of people on the stage, performing, 
through music, and uh, I, I believe that God gave me a gift to work in music on stage, and he, um, and I kept believing that God was going to do something with my voice, and I landed a job over in Europe singing with a gospel group, and I had a chance to do some healing, pathetic healing, so people were healed through the concerts and I just believe that he has given us miracles and he said we would do greater things than he did and that it's not all done in a church. And right there in Germany, it was not a church. It was a synagogue, and we were healing and ministering to people through music. So I think everybody has a gift, and we all, you know, gifts come without repentance, and we all have many gifts, and the churches are going to have to realize that they're holding people back that God said go to the highways and byways, and that my testimony is that I've had a chance to see what healing looks like. I've had a chance to see um, how to feed the hunger. We had a soup kitchen. We fed the people, and uh, we ministered to them in music, and I saw people get better every week. You are a wonderful example of how we should carry ourselves being women of different colors, different nationalities, and different uh, backgrounds. Yes, you are. I hope I can just touch a little smidget of your accomplishments, and I will feel so proud and so honored of myself. You probably already have, Mrs. Uh, Marilyn. You probably have. All of our accomplishments are not the same, and we cannot even compare them. We have to say that God uses us in a uniquely and peculiar way. We're all peculiar people. So whereas I can't do something in my strength, you probably can. So he actually uses us in many different ways. Wouldn't you agree, Miss Guest, number three, from Fort Hill uh, Cemetery? Wait a minute, from Fort Hill Cemetery, Albany, New York. Okay, here's somebody from Albany. Okay, how are you doing, uh, Mrs. Uh, Guest three, would you like to say anything? You can type something on the screen. We have a very quiet person in the room with us, uh, Mrs. Marilyn. I'm trying to get everybody talking so I don't have to talk so much. Well, tell me this, Miss Marilyn. I understand. What's it like? You have a beautiful personality. From the few minutes I've been speaking to you on the phone, I believe that's one of the attributes that we need because if you have a funky attitude, and you say I'm a Christian or, I mean, I don't even like using that term, but you uh, have the agape love for one another and you got a stink attitude. I, I, I think that's just a, that this goes up against, you know, what you're trying to accomplish. And you have a beautiful so personality. So you really do. Doesn't the Bible say you would know them by the way they love one another and uh, signs and wonders will follow them who believe? So if we uh, we call ourselves uh, like the like God said, you know how is it that uh, you know how is it that you wouldn't feed my children and give them water and bread? And they said, Lord, when did when did I not serve your people? He said, When you didn't do it unto me, you did it unto them as well. And how could you love me who you haven't seen and hate them who you uh, see all the time? So we we got to really look at not being phony and being genuine because 
uh, a lot of church people become very phony, and people do whatever they think is status quo to make them look good in the church, and they hide behind the church. That is so true. I was wondering, um, do you have any, have you written any books, or do you have any, I know you mentioned your website. Do you, um, you know, have literature on there of some sort that you write? Uh, on my website, I have a website up under lulu.com. I write poetry. So you can find me under lulu.com. My poetry book is out there. I am in the process of uh, overhauling that hardcover book. They priced it really high, so I'm switching it to an electronic book so I can bring the price down as low as a dollar ninety nine because when you have something online for over a year and you got it priced too high and people don't buy it, then you know it's time to change that price. <laughs> I'll be the first one to grab it. It's uh called the it's called the Journey of the Class Agent according to Garth and uh it's written to women to women who were in the military and they were struggling so much in the military. I wrote something to help ease their comfort because they would come to my house for dinner on Tuesdays because they were just really, really trying to get out of the mainstream, and I was off campus and I wasn't on the military base. So they would come there and they would talk about their personal issues, about the fact that they were getting hysterectomies and how they didn't want to have to have a hysterectomy. So we had a, a, a group for women and that group would actually be a group to talk about our personal issues that we had and the struggle that we had through the military. Could you name, name the book one more time for me, please? Uh, it's called The Journey of the Class Agent According to Garth. Uh, it's a it's about an 89, 90, I think 89 or, or, uh, or 80 pages, a small book, but it's directed towards women, encouragement type of book, an affirmation encouragement book. Can you spell the last word for me, please? Uh, the Journey of the Class Aging, According to Garth, G-A-R-T-H. Got it. Thank you so kindly. When you look under Lulu, L-U-L-U, just look up Lulu, and then um, put that name in there, the book should come up. Thank you. It's um, a pen pal page where I can purchase it and pay for the yeah. mailing. Okay, yeah. fantastic. It's a, it's a page there. They'll give you a little bit about me and then tell you where you can purchase it. I have two more that's coming out under Create Space, and I've been kind of lazy because I have to upload all this stuff, and this computer keeps me up, so I've been taking a break. <laughs> I understand. I'm going to definitely get this. I'm going to. Now, are you online uh, frequently? No, ma'am. I'm I'm talking through, uh, you know, when you dial the phone and you put the code in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you're not even on the computer. Okay. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. All right. Well, then you know that um, the smartphones, I have a smartphone where I can actually use it like a computer, but it's so small. I said next time I'm going to enlarge it so it's like a tablet. Then I want to be on the computer so much. Absolutely. Mm. Wow. Three written anything from the cemetery. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, number three. When you you put that cemetery down there, you scared me. Fort Hill Cemetery. I guess that's a military base. It must be. (laughs) 
I can't get her to say anything. Maybe she stepped out. <laughs> but uh, I, this, I like this particular uh, site, TalkShoe. Uh, I had started this a long, long time ago when I was overseas. And when I set it up, I was speaking to military people. Sometimes they would be in, uh, in, in an awkward place where they need somebody to encourage them to call into my show. And uh, I started setting up the ministry to talk to them. And uh, I've had it ever since I came back from overseas. Praise God. God bless your heart. Because that is not easy to encourage folks, especially when you're going through yourself. Mhm, mhm. Yeah, it, it's um. Well, with the, what, what our jobs were, it were to encourage the families, and I can imagine what they're going through when they're out there dodging bullets. So they're going through a whole lot more than what we have to go through, and then they got to come home to their babies and their children. I can only imagine. Well, one of the things I was going to do is also I was going to encourage you to go out and look at a website. Um, there is a Miss Karen, uh, what's her last name? Karen Meadow, KarenJonesMeadow.com, and she's got a site where she actually does the stand-up um, Harriet Tubman, and she's traveling all over the world, and, gee, she is such an inspiration to me because I said I would love to do that, to carry my show and put it on the road and then basically be able to go to different places every other week. Since I was a performer in, uh, in gospel music, that would really be great, you know. I would love to uh, watch that and see that. I would love that. That would bring oh, back. I heard you because you said you were already doing something where you would um, have the actual garments and the clothes and the performance, I would like to encourage you to get back and do that again. God bless your heart. That was about 25, 30 years ago when I was going at uh, Sojourner Truth uh, Douglas um, College here in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And um, that, was a, that was a fun time, just like you said, but I don't see that happening today. I'd rather sit you know back and Let me tell you be in the audience. The lady named Karen... She actually was writing playwrights and doing good, and she stopped doing it, and then they pulled her out of retirement. Now she goes to the schools, and she does the performances, and that's what I was going to encourage you because I'm getting ready to go to the school during Black History Month, and I'm going to do the one-woman show uh, because I am a storyteller, and I worked in a department where I could actually bring uh, language to them and English as a second language, I'd like to bring it to the schools for the elementary kids and for the adults. And I think that would be some great as a ministry you can do. That's an excellent idea. I just had a um, a premonition of, of asking my pastor, well, they said you're not supposed to say the word pastor because it's not in the Bible, um, asking the bishop, um, Maybe I could present that in church as a play. That's an excellent idea. Right. You can bring it right to the church. Cause, see, I'm putting it up under my ministry because I have a ministerial license. I went to school out in Chicago. So my since I'm not able to do my prison ministry like I used to, I went in and did the women's prison ministry, and it got kind of dangerous. 
But this way, well, I, I put it to you this way. I would even like to take it to the women in the prison because I had so much, so much success from ministering to the women in prison. They were hungry for it. And we went in to talk to them, but instead of talking them to death, I would like to do the playwrights, and they can get so much more out of the, the stand-up playwrights. You know what I'm saying? Excellent idea. Excellent idea. Yeah, that would be a great ministry where you get the life of her, put together your playwright. Now, I just got some information on her friends and relatives and auntie. So I'm putting together a playwright, and I'm putting all these people in the playwright. <laughs> wow, how powerful would that be? Oh, my. Yes. You know, you put some familiar names that her family knows and that you've gotten out of the history books, and you can put them, you set it to uh, a scene, and you write about the scene. I, I do another one uh, by this guy named Rex uh, Alias. Oh, God, he is a prolific writer where he writes about marriages. And he was writing about how different the African-American marriage is and how we never had anyone to sanction our institution of marriage and how what we did was we literally um, gave ourselves the institution. And he talked about once black women got their freedom. They no longer wanted to be cast in a community with other urban black people. They wanted to be like the Sididi people who lived on the outside of town. So he did this whole uh, write-up about the story, and I love the story. And it talked about the courtship, how the guy courted the woman, and how he uh, saved his money up to marry her and to buy her out of freedom. I said, oh, my God, nobody talks about that no more. So true. That's an excellent idea, what you've spoken of and you were saying about, you know, to find out more of her relatives and uh, did she have any kids or, you know, uh, did she get married? And that's a yeah. wonderful idea. I found she had two husbands and she had like a, um, you know, how you how you adopted daughter. She never had any children, but she had all these friends that used to live with her, um, Walter, uh, Pop, and then uh, uh, her niece, aunt, blind auntie, and all them. So I'm, I'm creating these characters. And even now, I'm on another radio show, and uh, I do some series for young children, and it's called the Lily Pod and Mrs. Garth's After School Program, After School Science Program, so I've created all these characters in there for children, and these characters, um, they do different scenes. So now the children know all the characters, and they all have certain personalities. And this is all about bullying, uh, helping the young child to understand that bullying is a problem. I do a scene with bullying, uh, one with racism. So each one of these real problems can be talked out through children, so that way when they see this scene and they hear it, uh, the characters that they see me do, I'm going to create real live uh, stuffed characters so they can see who these people are. Or I can they can be animated characters in, in somewhat uh, like a book. You know what I'm saying? Beautiful. Beautiful. Even adults are being that today. 
in the work environment. I mean, it's it's not only, you know, the young folks dealing with it, it's also, you know, people all over that's dealing yeah. with that. And you know what? I sense in your voice that whatever you have been through, you have come to the church to help you and guide you out of it. And sometimes when we come to the church, we get hurt, and and we don't know why, because the church don't know how to heal you first. They start talking about do's and don'ts and all the things you're not doing. A lot of wounded people just can't go to church when they come out of this uh, ordeal. they got to stay home and heal themselves and have church at home. Then they slowly come back into it because it's too much formality. I mean so much formality. I've seen too many people have to leave because they can't deal with the formality. You're so absolutely right because I know I had someone that I was admiring in the church and assuming that she was going to lead me in the right direction, and she told me by me coming in there with pants on, I wasn't having him in my heart as believing who he said he is to me. And I was devastated by that. Oh, my God. Yes. And I was like, you know, I couldn't believe it because, um, wow, because I don't have a $100,000 job and I don't have the home to prove that I meet in your society. Is that why? You know, and I mean, that really, like you said, that stung me pretty bad. Yeah. That's another, that's some more formality. And, and you know, the sad thing about it, it's a clique group that are in the five-fold ministry that's getting blessed. And all this artificial stuff by showing people how blessed you are, by getting phony uh, excess things that you can't afford, living beyond your, mean, your means, and then everybody got to show what they got and their stuff to determine how much God loves you. God don't even have to love you, and you can get a whole bunch of stuff and things and be on your way to hell in a basket. <laughs> you preaching now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I see people that just are wicked doing everything they can to keep money in their pocket through wicked means, and, 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 and people say, now, look how blessed they are. God, You know, I look at it this way. You could become rich in your character rich in the joy you had, it doesn't always equate to monetary gain. <laughs> you are so smart. You are so smart and intelligent. I love common sense. I love, I love the way I love I love your demeanor. I love your demeanor. I could sit and listen to you for hours and hours, my Lord. Well see, you have got to find your place and where God can use you, because God is no respected person. What he's done for me, he will do for you. He has no favors. He wants to do the same thing for you. And you got to make sure you're in the right place. you got to make sure that you're not doing it to get other people's approval. you got to make sure that it's giving you some joy. And when you're not experiencing any joy, I don't care what church or what man's organization it is, you get out and go home until you get your joy back. See, because the world didn't give you this joy that God gave you, and they can't take it away from you. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. God bless your heart for that. Thank you. Thank you so much. You, you, you just encouraged my heart. Back. Thank you. 
You get your joy back, and you hold on to it. Don't let nobody take it from you. And that's one thing I promised myself. I said I have worked too hard in my life to let somebody come and take my joy from me because that joy is the only thing that you can manifest and hold on to. Don't let nobody take your joy from you. You have a wonderful discernment because that's exactly what my trial and tribulation is right now. So, my Lord, my Lord, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you. Always, We always are battling something. When we trying to stay in the church, I had more trouble trying to stay in the church. I was an evangelist, and I knew if I was having struggle, you know, a struggle staying in there, I know that many, many other ones were too. And I started looking at all these doctrines they was making up, and and uh, you know, uh, doctrines of their fathers, and you know, people just not living what they what they preaching the Bible. And I, I looked at all this. I said, oh, no, i got to take a break. So I came home. I'm home right now. I took my membership away, and I was an evangelist. I said, I revoke my membership. I will be at home ministering to myself, and I'll get my own lessons. So I actually get my books out. I get my uh, my Bible study out for Christian science, and I go to the reading room, and I read with them. Then I come home, and I study my Bible and read the Scriptures, and I said, if anybody else want to break bread with me, I don't care what their faith is. If we sit down and have an understanding that there is but one God, no matter what they say they are, because my girlfriend is a seven-day Adventist too. And I said, they are so right. Church was supposed to be practiced on a Saturday. They got the wrong date. We shouldn't even be in a church on Sunday. <laughs> so but I go on Sundays, and I'm getting more understanding and when I was going on the Saturday church, I come out of there and my chest was hurting. And I was like, I shouldn't be feeling this way. And what did he just preach about? Because I didn't comprehend. He was using these big words. And I was like, what? And as we say, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, they turning around and giving you the nose. And it was just too conservative. And I just, I just, I got out of there. So I go on Sundays and, I enjoy it a lot more better, and I'm able to is, praise. Is it a different denomination, the one you go to now? It's a, uh, uh, what is he called? Oh, Lord, what's the name of it? Faith Pentecostal. Oh, okay. So it's a completely different denomination altogether. Yes, yes, we same know, building. I was going to tell you, I don't know if they have a Christian science there or not. One thing I did like about Christian science, they teach the truth about all of that, all the information about healing, they're really, really big on healing and how everyone should learn how to heal through affirmation and how basically um, there is no mind, uh, there is no matter, only the mind of God and how you use affirmations to heal. So I was very impressed with that. And they just go straight forward about the errors that are in the teaching and how you got to come away from the error like, even practicing going to church on a Sunday was an error because the seventh day is not on a Sunday. It's on a Saturday. So all that was brought out in some of the ministry that I was going through, you know, for Christian science. I found out it's even better not to even have a denomination but just to research and look for truths and try to find truths wherever you can because people get caught up on religion. So true. I have about... I say maybe a good 
four or five totes of all kinds of different books and 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 literature, and I'm always picking up trying to read. I mean, I might not comprehend it right then during that time, but, you know, um, eventually I get it. If I don't uh, get it intellectually, I'll wind up experiencing it. So I thank you for that. Oh, my Lord, you're such an encourager. Wow, I wish you were next to me. We was we was close to each other. I'd be knocking on your door. You get tired of You got part part of it figured out already, because you know how people are. After a while, after a while, going to the church, you start to notice different things, and people are not as sincere as they say they were. But when I started practicing in the home, and it was thirteen of us many many years ago, we were all seeking the Lord. So we didn't have these barriers that was holding us back, and we did that for about maybe um, three years. Then we started a church at the YMCA, and then we moved it to a building. And we stayed together longer because we were struggling through together, and you need people of like like yokes that you can fellowship with and that you can break bread together. Don't be sitting up by yourself bring people to your home and over coffee, y'all discuss scriptures or whatever, because you need to have some confirmation that what you are believing and what you're thinking, you can you can reinforce that through confirmation. And, and the Bible does say don't forsaken yourself together and of each other together. And he didn't say in the church. He means just a gathering. So have it together in your home or meet somewhere and have it. That way that joy will come back to you. Okay. I thank you for that. God bless your heart in so many ways. Thank you. In Jesus Christ's name, thank you. Your joy, you, 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 once you lose your joy, it's hard to get back in the church. It's very hard. Jesus. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm going to definitely ask you to come back into the room. I'm going to end our, our little session here, but please do come back in the room and visit me sometimes, uh, I promise, I promise I will. You're a joy to me. Yes, you are. And I want to keep you and hold on to you as much as I can. God bless you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. And God bless you too, Miss Marilyn. You take care, all right? Good day. I mean, good night. All right, bye-bye.
are now ending our show. We are now ending our show. Thank you so very much, Miss Marilyn and Miss Guest Number Three, for coming in to join us. We certainly appreciate it, and thank you for joining us in the discussion to talk about Moses. Moses, bound for freedom. And we'll be back again to talk with you next week about Moses. Possibly this week we might be on again, but give us some time and we'll be back on the show. And once again, you've been listening to Sherelle M. Garth Ministries, and this is the Ministry of Hope and the Ministry of Theatrical Drama that where we do our Moses and our Harriet Tubman scenes. So do join us and go out and listen to our other Moses on Blog Talk Demand. You can hear uh, the other two series in addition to Queen Nzinga and Dr. Martin Luther King. I am available for doing presentations for a one-woman show, the woman they call Moses, uh, the return of Harriet Tubman, Queen Nzinga, uh, Imhotep, Dr. Martin Luther King, and I will be doing Malcolm X. So do contract me out to do some series for you. Thank you so very much, and God be with you until we meet again. And we who believe in freedom cannot rest. We who believe in freedom cannot rest. We who believe in freedom cannot rest. Until the killing of the black boys is just as important as the white boys, we cannot rest. We who believe in freedom cannot rest. We who believe in freedom cannot rest. And peace be unto you, and please join us again for another segment of Moses, Moses, Bound for Freedom. Harriet Tubman will return soon. Thank you very much. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.